0: Hello, welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. And I'm Chip Chantry. Oh. What's Hello, going Ken. on, Chip? Happy New Year. Happy New Year's to you. How you feeling in 2022? You ready to do this? Yeah, this is going to be my year. All right.
1: The last 40, 40 or so haven't been, so I bet you this one will yeah, be. Yeah, uh, this I one. Bet you, just, just this, as- is, this is the one that's going to be different for Just you. as
0: the world's careening towards the end. I feel yep. like this is the year that people finally notice me. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited about our guest. Why don't you introduce him?
1: Yeah, uh, let's get right into it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's a hip hop artist, battle. Ra- I hope I get this right, battle rapper. Uh, he's put out way too many albums for me to count. Both as a solo artist and part of different collectives, he tours the world, or at least he did up until a year and a half ago or so, just like the rest <laughs> of us. Uh, uh, but I'm proud to say that he is Philadelphia's own reef the lost cause reef you're here uh welcome to the show
2: thank you so much for uh, joining us thank you so much for having me i love the podcast um you know i i i I enjoy the, the the stories that i get to hear about the rock legends and so so forth that i didn't know about you know you guys really do your homework so it's awesome to listen to Oh, thank you. It's really so nice. much fun thank for you. us
1: to dive in to, to, to mm-hmm. doing this. Um, yeah. We I, I don't know if you've heard this on the podcast before, but like, obviously Ken and I are both big music fans, big mu- music nerds. We were also big 80s kids, uh, mm-hmm. TV fans. Our original idea, this was our brilliant millionaire, millionaire uh, dollar idea that maybe we weren't going to do. We were literally going to do an episode by episode recap of the show, Different Strokes. And we we're going to go episode by episode and and try to do that. And then he just kind of came along and was like, let's do one about rock and roll instead. And I was like,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's been
1: done. And then uh, we did it. And look at this juggernaut that we have uh, right now. The, the,
2: the different strokes thing still got to happen. Man. It's
1: it's it's my it may
2: the, the bike shop alone.
1: That's a nine part Netflix series right. just right. in and of itself. Just those two episodes. Absolutely. Uh, it was, I think, both of our favorite shows growing up. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing. So uh, let me start out. I, I want to jump right in. I, I, I don't want to get too controversial right away, but I'm going to put you on the hot seat. <laughs> sure false. I've heard this many times. Reef, you were the baby in the pool in the ne- Nevermind album cover. Is that correct? Nirvana's Nevermind album cover. Is that you?
2: You know, it's it's not something I like to talk about, um, but you right, know, we don't have to get into it. We do not. Family have was str- my family was struggling for money and we just I get it. Know, I get it. happened. No. i get it
0: all right okay good did you right. did you see the the court just threw his lawsuit out because yes he, yeah. he f- for like didn't show up or failed to respond yeah yeah the judge literally said never mind come on
1: good night everybody <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming reef we've had so much fun with you tonight that is our episode
2: Oh, no, okay. that guy made that guy was like was doing appearances for mad long like i'm the nirvana baby and yeah, it's like you can't you can't then turn around and be like oh this was was traumatic you know you made made money off of it you know yeah do you you have a
1: lot to do with your album art like who do do you have somebody design them do you decide what it is or do you just kind of let's put that in somebody else's hands
2: so early on it was uh maybe uh i'd say labels would have their input and things like that um as i've gotten older i usually just pick it myself you know what i mean like I, i i i see an image or i see a picture and I decided that that's what I want to go with, and that's the beautiful thing about you know being independent. You know, it's just like you you decide, okay, this is what I want, and that's that's what it is. But definitely have some great artist friends. That's one of the great things about the Philadelphia uh, art community. You know, you have so many dope illustrators and and, and graphic designers all around. So it's it's yeah. fairly easy to take an idea or say, hey, can you make this look like not like shit? So you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah.
0: So are actually, are you handpicking I, the naked babies, or someone on your team?
2: I usually I usually do the do the picking of the naked baby. Yeah. You know I mean? you're the artist. You are the artist. Yeah, I decide. You know, they they hand me a whole bunch of shots, and I'm like, that baby right there. He looks like he's <laughs> gonna be something. You know, I don't know
1: how well you know. I, I'm assuming you do. A small you know, uh company, uh Shy Vintage, which I love. Yes, G- yes. Friend of the show, uh friend at least of friend show. of Ken, friend of Ken's. I'm not gonna claim him. But friend of <laughs> friend of the show, Johnny Good Times, obviously, uh uh you're you're involved with uh Kenny, one of the artists, uh actually uh, did uh cover art for me for my latest album, Swinger's awesome. Party, but then we had to go, we had to move I couldn't use it. We had to we went to like a photo so instead of okay. like artwork. But yeah. Gotcha, so was, gotcha, gotcha, But yeah. Um yeah. okay, so okay, I, I Walk me through this real quickly. And mm-hmm. I, again, I did some deep research brief okay. on, <laughs> I went to a website called Wikipedia nice. and okay. So it says it, like right up at the beginning of Wikipedia, I'm just like reading through, go, go through the bio and it says mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of, a lot of other artists like respect you. And it says that you display the rare skills of what many call true MCing. I don't know who wrote that. I don't know. <laughs> what is there? What does that mean? Is there, a, is there like, I know, I know, I will say this. I know being a sucker MC is bad. Right. That's right. Bad. right. I know. Yeah. Don't be a right. sucker MC. But is, is there, is, is that a certain, is that just means you're a good rapper or is that a, is that a special, you're in true MCing? Is that a special, yeah. does that set your apart somehow?
2: you know, man, like I, I think that that's a, a, a moniker that it's, it can hurt and it could also, it can help. But the idea is that, like, you're like, you're just in a basement with a hoodie on, like, you know, just rapping in the mirror, like every day, like trying to be the most vicious rapper ever. Yeah. I think the true MC came from, you know, 90s. Uh, my sound is definitely more of the golden era. It's it's not what would be considered the updated stuff. You know, I don't (laughs) use auto-tune. There's there's not a lot of, you know what I mean, club bangers and things like that. I I rap from the heart. So that's where that whole true MC comes from. But just like anything else, and I'm sure you you see that in the world of, of comedy is like, what the fuck is the difference between him and the guy that's, you know, it just, it, it's, it's code for like, he's not that successful. You know I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's a true MC. Right, like, yeah. that guy doesn't, he's... He doesn't play, he doesn't play the game, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That's true. But it's like, yeah. you know, like there's a, <laughs> right. there's an idea that if you do things a certain way or you, you know, you stick it to the man or you don't go by the rules that you're truer to the craft. But yeah. I wouldn't say I'm any less truer than anybody that, that that does it every day that really believes in what they're doing and they're saying. And I think the, uh, you know, like I said, it, it could it could be something I could take as like a pat on the back or something. I could be like, you know, that's that's not really a fair assessment. But I, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind you say it. that's tr- kind of the same thing.
1: Like I, I keep seeing like, you know, the, like underground artists, like right, right, it's kind of right. the same thing because it's like. Right. To, I I've been, I've been an underground comedian for right. years. Yeah. Right, yes. And it
2: just, it's just it underground equals you know never re- signed to like a big label. You know, more yeah. independent. I think they they've they've changed it more to indie uh, indie rappers or indie comics or indie artists. You know, it's it's yeah. weird. It just means like we're just doing it. Until some conglomerate, I guess, snatches us up, you know, so yeah, but that, that's that's where those those monikers and those, you know, uh, labels get put on you when you're just kind of doing it on your own. You know, mm-hmm. you get the underground and the, the real guy, you know, he's green. You know I mean, so,
1: yeah, I of know. course. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Now, it, one thing I want to talk about, like you really came up uh and you were doing a lot of battles, like a lot right. of rap battles, and I watched yeah. a bunch of them. It's it's just cutthroat, crazy, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> you know, so like obviously, so Kansas stand up comedian, we're you know we're both stand up comedians, and you, you're mm-hmm. you know, uh, hip hop artists. We, we're artists, you know, like that's mm-hmm. what we, like we do. We're sure. generally for for all intents and purposes solo artists. You know, I mean, you have yes. a producer, you have right. a whatever, which I want to get into, but yeah. um, it's an art. It's an art form, right? Mm-hmm. Then it turns into a competition. Do you you view it differently? Is it, is it, I mean, obviously it's competitive, but like, Mm -hmm. what's the, how do you enter into that realm? Like, what's your mindset versus like, okay, I'm going to write a new, you know, I'm going to write a new. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's that era for me, man. That's how I came up. You know, that's how you prove that you were the best. Um, it's just an extended, uh, uh, extension of, you know, roasting people, mm-hmm. uh, you just do it in rhyme form, you know what I mean? Yep. And that's, that's, that's how you separated yourself from the pack. You know, that's how you, you know, uh, laid down your turf that you were the man was with, with battling. And when I first started out, um, making uh, making my rounds, that was a great way to get noticed. It was a great way to uh, get exposure. And I did it for a really long time until it became a thing where it was like, you know, I make music, too. I perform at shows, too. I don't just come here and yell at people all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So once once that got, you know what I mean? Like, once that got to be a little bit too uh, much what, what I associated with, I kind of fell back a little bit because it has become, I mean, I don't know if, how much you guys follow the sport, but it is a sport now. You can yes. bet on battle rapping on, like, you know, on gambling sites. Like really? It's that no. big. Yes, yes. That's um, amazing. It's, be- it, it's become this, like, you know i would say up there with like esports, you know where it's like it's not an actual physical sport but it's a sport now and um i'm happy to say that i was a part of the uh the 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 beginning stages of that where it was starting to be like you know we would perform at bigger venues and it would be a part of like a, a tour they'd have a battle stage and things like that and now it's just become this great great thing my only thing is is there's so many great rappers that, uh, you know, I, I, hey, it's it's paying the bills, you know, and that's all they do is the battle stuff. But I, I just I'm I'm so, so big, so much of a fan of music, you know, and, and wanting to hear what people have to say outside of that. Right. So I encourage anyone that decides to get into that world, make sure you're also making music, too. And don't let that just become, you know, what people don't want to get the U.S. You don't want pi- to get pigeonholed.
1: Right, do, right. Do, exactly. do, do, do you do you um, like the, the you know? There's the old adage like we do, and it's not necessarily a competition. Although no, there are there are roast battles. Yeah, obviously. there's, there's the, roast uh, battles. For roast comics. battles. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's there's a thing that you know. It's kind of like it's all in good fun, and it's like oh you you want to do the best. Obviously, you want to set a name for yourself, especially if you're somebody who's underground, somebody who doesn't have a name. You know, sure. somebody like Ken or I that maybe you, hey we could win something. Uh, right. But is there is it, do you just leave it all out there on the stage? Do people get really like, is there a, uh, is it, is it kind of all in fun or, or do people really get like I- into it?
2: Oh, people, people, people get, I mean, people, There, you know, violence happens. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like people yeah. get knocked out, uh, altercations happen outside of, um, the the venue, you know, it could get really, really cutthroat because. Um, and it's really silly when you think about it because it's like, man, we were just y- yeah. yelling po- poems at each poems. other, <laughs> 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 and now we're like people someone might die someone might die. You know? like right. I, I find yeah. that I find that scary but also hilarious. Good, right. Like, yeah, because yeah, you rhymed
1: you rhymed yeah. fellow with marshmallow. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like, oh
2: man, I do yeah. look like a marshmallow. I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, so um that 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 was definitely another factor in me kind of easing out of that man because it's it's intense. And also there's so much information at your fingertips. I don't want to sound like the old guy, but like back when back when we were doing it, You didn't have, these guys have, you know, Google and Wikipedia, like you said, like there's so much information that, you know, people have, yo, dude, I swear to you, people show up at these battles now. With projectors and do like micro like slideshows. They have like I,
0: I a PowerPoint you I will, on why I'll, your mom's a whore. Stop. I will, yeah,
2: I will send you. I will yeah. send you guys links, man. There's guys. They'll that. pull out a picture from when they're in like third grade. Like, look at you. You know what I mean? Like, it's wild. That that is wild.
0: Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Visual aids. Now, do you? Because I'm. Because I know I've I've written for a bunch of roasts. I've done a bunch of roast battles and it is a ton of work for minimal yeah. result it's like you spend weeks writing jokes that are going to get used once right so right. um is it the same for you is is a lot of that actual freestyle off the top of your head or or do you have do you mm-hmm. have stock shit that you can tweak for for different people you're battling
2: you hit it. You hit it right on the head, man. It's mostly just mostly freestyle, you know, mostly uh, you're going at whatever's in front of you. And again, this is the difference between when I was doing it versus now, because now these guys have months to prepare. It's like an actual yeah. bout before you just whoever was in front of you. So a little bit of freestyle. But like you said, stock shit, man, you got certain lines that, you know, are going to kill. Um, and obviously you don't want to use in the death, but you can tweak them for the opponent mm-hmm. in front of you. You know what I mean? So there's definitely it, it, it's it's. I would love to say that it's all off the top right then and there. But for me personally, I like to mix and match. I would always have a few lines here and there that I knew I could throw in there, but you want to make it, tailored to the guy that's in front of you so yeah definitely stock shit and songs yep. that
0: that sounds so scary to him like the idea of like somebody being like hey you gotta go do a roast battle and just make up the jokes on right the right spot.
2: as you go that sounds yeah, terrifying man.
0: and they and the words have to sound like each other yeah. and they have to run, right. you know what i mean it's right. like not only can we just be funny yeah and,
2: and you could potentially be embarrassed for life like it's yeah. gonna be on the internet every day someone being like you got destroyed you know so it's, yeah there's a lot of which is why sometimes can lead to, to violence and stuff like a that, that yeah that ego and that pride man combined with like an audience of like you know it's one thing when you get embarrassed in front of your friends when it's just you guys but a whole audience for the people that's you know yeah. what i mean yeah that's that's rough, that's
1: Is, rough. and like I, you know ken and i can sort of you know we can we can improvise on stage a little bit it's like we you know mm-hmm. a thought comes to us or somebody heckles us or whatever as so we come back to it so i i know that process but like it's, I feel like it's so much more, I don't know if the word mechanical or intricate the way you mm-hmm. have to do it because mm-hmm. you really, you have to keep in, you know, you, you, you're, you're producing music as it's happening. Right. But is, is there, obviously you've been doing it for years and I'm whether it's a, a battle or you're just freestyling in general, mm-hmm. is there mm-hmm. a, Can you like break that down for me just a little bit? Like walk me through, like, what's go, how is your brain brain working? Are you, are you thinking about what's happening now? And then 10 seconds down the road or Mm -hmm. how, how, how do you come to that? Are are there like tricks or like Mm -hmm. formulas you use to try to put those together? Like, how does that, or does it just come from years of
2: trusting yourself? I think, I think it's, it's a, it's a combination of all the things you said. It's years of, of trusting yourself. I think simplicity is key. You know, I think the goal is to get from whatever the last word you said, and to rhyme it. Um, and when you try to do too much, you'll stumble. So i would be very conscious of that. Um, I think weed helps a lot. You know what I mean? Like just kind of being stoned and like just going with the flow. Yeah. Um, but also like, and and I think this is a, um, a, a a mentor of mine told me something that I, you know, I say it to all the people that I come into my orbit with that want to do anything involving basically what we do is public speaking, but in a different format. Right. And public speaking is literally the thing that people are most afraid of next to like death. You know what I'm saying? Like people literally, like my girl will literally like have a panic attack if she has to public speak. So for me, I always tell people, just leave your body. Like don't be conscious of the fact that you're rhyming words and you're performing. Like don't be here, be where you're, be in your mind so much that you're trying to get past this hurdle and on to the next and on to the next. And the next thing you know, you're in a zone and you're just flowing along with it. You know, like don't once you overthink, and I think that this goes with anything, but especially when you're performing, when you overthink, man, like you, you will fuck up royally. And then you'll start thinking the worst thing is when I've said something and I had something prepared to say next. And I can't remember. And that moment of panic of like, wait, 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 hold on. Where, where was this? this was supposed to connect with this and it didn't. And now I can't remember where I'm going. That shit is terrifying. So once you stop thinking about it, it'll be not, not that it doesn't still happen, but you know, you'll be less likely to fuck up because there's nothing worse to me than like when I stumble or, you know, and I can't get it back. Oh man, that's, that's Mm -hmm. a, that's a, that's devastating. You know?
1: Now going into like when you're performing live, like when you're doing a show, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's, And because I want to kind of get back to what you just said about stumbling. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like I I picture, you know, obviously we can stumble. There's nobody else on stage. We don't have to stay in any kind of rhythm. We can just, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you want a a flow, but like we can take a second or two and just regroup and make fun of it and then just get back to it. You have a beat, you have a, a, you know, you know, track or whatever it is that you have to stick with. So, so first of all, when you, when you're performing on stage, when you're performing like, what is, what is the setup? What's like a physical, technical setup that you're Oh, uh,
2: it's, it's that's me and my dj of uh, 15 years my brother calif now he has a mic i have a mic no hype man no extra guys just me and him <laughs> super primal nine times out of ten if it's feasible i'm gonna end up uh, you know this is why i always put my my rider wireless mic i like to jump into the crowd perform in the crowd you know like just we really like to bring our, our sets high energy so yep. less is more you know we're not we come out with you know t-shirt some sneakers on let's get let's get busy let's go to work we're gonna sweat we're gonna jump around doesn't matter if it's 300 people or 30 man we, we always yep. try to like you know bring that so the setup is is very super simple he's usually to the side of me mm-hmm. um because he has a setup he has a projector and he has his turntables connected to the projector so he can scratch images as i'm rhyming so we'll, we'll have videos oh, playing yeah 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 that's yeah he's a, he's he's fucking mcgruber man like that's yeah. my dj <laughs> he just like pulling gadgets out and like yo yeah, we're gonna do I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know so um yeah. so so yeah that's our setup yep. mm-hmm.
1: so is he and, and again like i'm so as he's scratching i guess he has the ability then to like let's say you do stumble or something does mm-hmm. happen or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. grabs your mic or whatever might, might right. be you're, right. you're in the crowd you right. drop it whatever uh i guess he has the ability then to like I guess for all intents and purposes, like vamp for a second or two, or like sure, let you sure. b- get back. It's not like once the track starts, you got to stick to it. It's right. you can, you can improvise a little bit more and you, sure. There, I'm sure that, so there's a, there's a real back and forth. Be, there can be a real back and forth between you two then.
2: Sure. Yeah. We have a great, we have a great rapport. We have a great dialogue and they're also, you don't you know, unfortunately I feel bad for a lot of people that, that make do rap because they, uh, their image or their, their, their mindset is so like, one way and so I'm hard but for me man like if I fuck up and I mean it's visible and I did something stupid I'll tell them to cut the music and I'll go on a five minute rant about how horrible it was and we'll laugh or I'll say you know what I mean yeah. like I, I, yeah. I feel like it's a show man so it's like you're gonna see we just had our album release party for the last project we put out um, in uh, November yeah we did it in November that at an
1: Ar- did you do Ardmore? is that where it was
2: that was that was uh, rocking with KRS one um the the album release party was at ord leaves um back in november like small intimate thing yeah but we were doing we were doing a whole bunch of songs that we hadn't done before and it was a mess but everyone loved that it was a mess they loved that we were we were working through it and like you know what i mean like it's supposed to be fun so if you do mess up you can't be so like because then that ruins you know what i mean i remember this one dude he's not around anymore for obvious reasons but like he would fuck up and be like, motherfucker! Like it would be like this whole, thing. <laughs> it, would this, it would be this whole like scary thing. Like, yo, sorry about that, y'all. I'm fucking stupid and like, oh, it was great. I'm, uh, yeah, what that's that, that doesn't work. <laughs> but like,
1: I but I'll be honest, like, I like I don't know about. I think Ken, you were probably more laid back. Like I was always, and to a certain extent, still am. But like, I was always so high strung my first number of years doing stand up, sure. where it was like tunnel vision, where it was like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm a very well prepared comic i feel like i write a lot of jokes i write a lot of good jokes but it's like i have a script that i have to start with and end with and i have tunnel vision i gotta go through it and if a waitress drops a tray i don't acknowledge Mm -hmm. it if i stumble over word i don't know and for years i kind of did that and just to be free and just be like be in the moment is
0: Mm -hmm. is is so free once you get that once you get that level of comfort it's it's you go to you go to the next level i think
2: Right. Yeah. And I think I think it, it speaks to something you just said, too, which I think is very important and, and, and will allow you to be more free anyway. It's if you're prepared enough, if you're prepared enough, if you're serious enough about it, then, you know, you're good enough to where if you do fuck up, you'll get them right back. Like, you you, you, you know, we ain't know you, you got to kind of go up there like, you know, after a while, like I'm not I'm not no slouch. So no matter what happens, people are going to leave happy. You yeah. know, you know, you know, you're right. not, you know not going to get up there and bomb. You know what I yeah. mean? So.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather see somebody. Yeah. Like somebody who has some sort of glossy show or whatever. I'd rather see somebody like, like you in that, or at least situation where it's like, Oh, I'm really seeing a unique experience tonight. Like this is, he's working through and like, and again, it's like, it's just like improvising. It's like, there's going to be moments where you drop the ball, but then at the same time, there's always going to be moments of brilliance in that too. It's like for years, I figured I, I was like a seven when it came to stand up, like I could always throw, I could always be a seven and like, mm-hmm. and I always kind of did that. And it was like, once I allowed myself to like, it's like some nights I could be a nine or a 10, like there's some nights mm-hmm. where I'd be a four, but like right. you can, right. you know, you know, you yeah. allow yourself yeah. to to do that.
2: Yeah. 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 And, and and you know, it really comes down to how everything's going. It has to all kind of be clicking on all cylinders. I found at least like, you know, I need to be somewhat rested I want to get to the venue in enough time to where we can set up and I can get something to eat. I want the staff not to be fucking horrible people that are really nice. You know, like Man. all that plays a factor into how my set's going to go real shit. Yeah. Like, y'all want the crowd to be like, you know, and, and I think about five to 10 minutes in, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys. You can tell what kind of crowd you have and sure. you go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 when you're a pro, it's like, all right, we, we'll work around all this. We'll figure it out as we go. You know? Yeah. So
1: um and I know you've, you've toured all over and I want to get into this. um favorite venues in Philly to play?
2: um, so Johnny Brenders, I love just because that's like that's like home base it's best. yeah, um, I missed the track. That was my spot, you know, yeah, just the old uh style. um I I'm gonna keep it more like TLA's all right, I guess. um, but yeah, like I would say Johnny Brenders, uh, Trocadero. Um, and the, the, the old Silk City, um, Filthy yeah. in Spring Garden it used to be yeah. like, it was like just like a scumbag though, but it was dark. And it was, I like, I, I tend to like the more grimier clubs and the more places that have more character, you know, um, mm. a lot of the bigger venues, um, you know, they're dope, but like, they're just, they're just big rooms with a lot of bars in them. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. for me, it's like, I, I need to see like the graffiti on the wall and like, you know, know that someone possibly OD'd in this bathroom. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) like, you you, you want to feel it, man, you know? Yeah. Feel it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: It can't be too sanitized, right? No. (laughs) Who are, who are your influence? Like, do you remember the first record or song you heard where like stopped you and you were like, that's what I need to be doing. That's what I want.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, I think it was probably Big Daddy Kane. Mm -hmm. Um, uh ain't no half step in something like that but you know that that whole era man you know i, I was fortunate enough you know i just turned 40 so i'm i'm i'm, I'm in the same age group. happy birthday guys. by the way the thank day. you thank you thank you yeah. thank you um but yeah all those guys man krs1 big daddy kane slick rick uh and then being from philly you know i was in west philly at a time where um you know and it's the same this isn't more of a, a history but like west philly at one point was like a major artery in hip hop. You had Will and Jeff, you had Cool C and Steady B. uh, You had all these guys that were signed to major labels that were basically from my neighborhood. So I was seeing it in real time, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And it made me realize like, wow, this is a real thing and and something I can do. And, um, you know, having so many friends, uncles, cousins that were involved in the culture, it was just like, I fell in love immediately. I can't remember a time where it wasn't something in my heart, you know, it's something I just always, always was obsessed with. So, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: do you, do you feel like um because i know you i, I uh, you you were a writer and like i, I remember you were talking mm-hmm. about in a podcast like about being uh, you, you loved writing as a kid and mm-hmm. like your parents would make you do it and like i was kind of in that same boat where like i still remember and like this is mm-hmm. i think you mentioned something like this like my third grade i wrote a i wrote a story about snoopy and right. the red baron <laughs> and like my third grade teacher like showed it to my mom she was like he's gonna be a writer someday and right. it was like that was like yeah. the moment where i was like oh i'm sure. good at this i guess right and yeah. do, do does and then you know you went in and i want to kind of talk about screenwriting a little bit too because it's something mm-hmm. that i've always kind of wanted to do and um you, did you consider yourself a writer first and then a performer or or do you really think that the two come hand in hand? Cause like I, have always considered myself like a writer and then it's like, I'm an okay performer, but I feel like my writing is what I like. D- yeah, yeah. Focus on. But like, is is it, is it one and the same or, or, yeah. or do you feel like you're sitting down and writing?
2: Sure. But, I think, I think the, the, the performing thing came first just because you do that before you really know how to write like that. Right. right? I was just like a really like bright, uh adventurous outspoken kid you know what i mean i, I was i was um, you know i was i was troublesome i was mischievous but like in like a like a Dennis the Menace type of way i wasn't like killing anybody you know what well, i mean you were a like, smart
1: smart kid you had yeah you had yeah energy yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I had energy and stuff like that so that um you had a slings, of,
1: you had a slingshot in pocket <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
2: um like that combined i think with um you know a family that really stressed um education, like highlighting education, the areas which they saw potential. And for me, it was verbal English, things like that. Social studies, you know what I mean? Like Um, actual uh, points of light that came from your your spirit, your soul and what you felt inside. And I felt connected to those type of things. So that would be writing. That would be talking about the world that would be talking about, you know, real life stuff. And those two things combined because math and science and all that, that's not how my brain works, you know? It was the yeah. always, it was always the other side. So yeah. as you get older, you know, all those things combine into some sort of superpower. So my superpower was I wasn't the athlete, athletic kid, I wasn't the smartest kid, I wasn't the coolest kid, but I was funny and I could rap. And those were my identities very early in life. And when you're able to do those two things you want to sharpen those things and that came through writing and, and writing stories. And then when I would get in trouble, I would have to write a book report. I would be made to read a book. And that was, you know, a part of, of my punishment. So it was like all of that shit. It took me mad years. To, to look back and see all of everything that was happening was forming who I would become. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's wild. You don't even notice it, but it's like all those things um, influenced me into continuing to do this, you know, 25 years later. So. Yeah, oh that's great. But
0: I was listening ago. I was listening to um I was listening to your album last night, The Majestic.
2: Nice. And
0: um I'm happy to report I listened to it stoned. And nice. I was like you know when you're stoned and Chip wouldn't know this. But you know when you're stoned <laughs> and and music hits you really hard and you're like mm-hmm. oh my god this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you listen to it again, and you're not stoned, and you're like, maybe that wasn't as good as yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to report that uh, I thought the majestic was just as good stoned, and then I played it. Yeah. again. <laughs> I played <laughs> it again this morning to um to make sure, and I was like, no, Mate. this is this is still great, and and awesome. I like it. But I'm curious, like musically a lot of it's uh very jazzy like it almost reminded me of like old tribe or dayla but i'm i'm because i don't really know how rap albums work Mm -hmm. are there any actual instruments played on it like is there anybody in a studio playing music or is it all yeah
2: yeah yeah like there there was um, a song
0: with a lot of piano on it and i was like oh this piano is killer
2: you're wondering if it's yeah yeah so like yeah my man um irv does a lot of keys for me Mm -hmm. um our friend alex who is uh she plays with the philly pop she did some string arrangements for the most part though it is samples it is it's just uh you know and i try to keep the sound of that particular project whatever the vibe is whatever what we're going for and you know when you think of something like the majestic you think of Sort of like a, a a dark elegance, and that's what we were kind of going for. That's why there's so many jazzy songs, a lot of piano, a lot of strings, um, and I just love that type of type of type of. I need some soul, man. Damn. I need I need to feel like you know I I need to to visualize what it is that I'm saying over the over the sound bed. So I always try to find music that uh, speaks to that. But I have been trying to, um, especially this go around that I'm actually working right now. I'm trying to get more live instruments. It's just it's so hard, man. I understand why people would rather, you know, just rap or do DJ than be in mm-hmm. a band. Cause it's hard getting guys together. It's hard getting all those sounds in one room. Um, so just this experience of trying to get more live instruments, I'm realizing how difficult it is to just keep that going for so long, you know?
1: Yeah. And are you the one that's generally picking like the samples or the, the, the music that you're going for? Absolutely. Is that your DJ? Yeah.
0: Yeah
2: he can bring he'll bring stuff all the time we'll we'll discuss ideas um and i would say that you know he is an integral part of how every album comes together from start to finish you know that's yeah. that's my guy um but at the end of the day you know and that's and it's not like on some uh, it's just it's just i can't do it if i'm not 100 percent committed to it and feeling it you know
1: yeah and, and you don't have to get too much into this but like is like, like for example you have uh, on, I think it's the, the Emperor Has No Clothes. You have uh the Tom Petty, It's Good to mm-hmm. Be King. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. is there, like, how do you work that? Like, is that, do you have to, like, license that or is that just, do you just kind of sample it? How's that?
2: Yeah. So, for something like that, that's why that album, uh, Reef the Lost Cause is Dead. So, we did, this is the follow up to Reef the Lost Cause is Alive, which is a print, uh, Reef the Lost Cause is Dead. This is Reef the Lost Cause is Alive. We, we yeah. did a project in 2012 where we just took a bunch of rock samples that we really liked rock and indie pop and and just looped them up and wrapped over them and this is part two of that so for something like that i'll throw that on my bandcamp page but we're not that's never going to be on spotify right you know what i mean apple apple music you know it's just to make money yeah 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 because um they will shut that shit down immediately you know oh yeah so um yeah something like that but it's like yo like I, you know i don't know tom petty i know he's you know god rest his soul but i don't think he would mind that like you know what i mean just two dudes from philly like rhyming over it's good it's good to be king you know what i mean like that's yeah. kind of i think he thinks that's kind of dope because i don't think too many people have i don't think too many people will hear a song like that and think man this this should get wrapped over you know what i mean so yeah we did yeah because we love it we love it you know
0: was is the album title uh was that a is that a nod to De La Sola's dead? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's
2: yeah. Yep. That,
0: so, that's the album that did it. That's the rap album that did it for me. That's a fucking madness. I used to, I, I was probably 15 or 16 and I would just smoke weed and, and sit in my brother's bedroom playing yeah. Sega, listening to that album on a loop for that's months. Crazy. Like it would end and I would just start it again.
2: Yeah, I was actually just reading like a whole breakdown about. uh, Do you remember the song off that album? Millie put a pulled a pistol on Santa. It's
0: never it's never mentioned as a Christmas classic.
2: <laughs> so, Chip, just to fill you in, this is a song about a girl who's molested by her father, who's a mall Santa, and she shoots him on Christmas Eve in front of like a crowded mall full of kids.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, it's great, but it's hilarious. But it's
1: funny. It's now hilarious. wait, is it wait? Is that's a, that's a that's a that's a Ben Crosby cover? If if I'm correct, right, <laughs> yeah, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. him and David Bowie did that, and then De La? Right. right uh, okay. Right, good. Okay. Right, good. Right, good. Right,
2: good right, yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I was just reading a whole breakdown about like the the just it's like a fucking that's
1: like a horror horror film you know what i mean yeah. like that's that's yeah. terrible so so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you you, t- <laughs> were you were you gonna say
0: something no i i was i was gonna say that uh there was just something about them that listening to your album last night just reminded me of mm. like there's yeah. as, as as musical as it was there was still a sense of humor in everything sure. but sure. you were also like you could let the heartfelt songs be heartfelt like the, right, the song right. about your son there it was just, you could tell that was just straight from the yeah, heart yeah. and love
2: yeah, man. Yeah, and it, that yeah, was... that's the that's the that's the thing about it man is like you know i i don't i don't feel like i have to do anything other than what i want to do and if mm-hmm. in the moment i want to talk about my boy and cry a little bit i'm gonna do that and if the next song i want to talk about how i'm kicking ass and taking names. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And the next song, I'm going to talk about some silly shit about how I'm stoned. And, uh, you know, like I, I'm going to talk about it all. There's no, there's no need to, to say, this is it. This is all I do. Like, I just always want to just be completely open um, to, to, ex- to expressing every part of my, my, my soul and my psyche. And guys like De La were definitely influential in that because that's what they did, have been doing for 30 years, you know?
1: Yeah. So. And where does, humor come into it like when obviously we're comedians like like do you do you make a conscious effort to be funny during your because obviously you have a lot of stuff that's great that's really funny like do you have a sense of that do you get nervous about that do you do you shoot for that or does it just kind of come out in the wash sometimes
2: it just comes out in the wash man you know like i said like i i just i i um i'm a comedy nerd you know like i'm just i i prefer to be laughing you know like i just i just i just I love to laugh and I think shit is funny and like I find shit funny that nobody else finds funny. Like (laughs) I just got a really dark, weird sense of humor. And um, my favorite moments are the ones that are a little bit awkward, a little bit cringe. But, you know, like that's that makes for great entertainment for me. So I, uh,
1: I, I go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No,
1: no, no. I'm done. I was just going to say that uh, I, I told Ken when when I asked you to do the show and you're like, oh, I, I really enjoy it. So, first of all, we were, we were so glad that you, you listened and you like it. Yes, and then just yes, the sir. fact that you picked up on something I totally forgot about, that your favorite thing was the uh, Phil Spector story <laughs> about how he gave his wife twin babies for Christmas yeah and like that's okay, that's like to, to us that was the most hilarious Bro. thing in the world and i was like okay reef is okay he's on the same like that <laughs> oh, same wavelength of like
2: that's like can you just oh my this crazy motherfucker was like here you go <laughs> it's it's this wow it's
0: the craziest thing that anybody that we've talked i mean it's crazier than yeah. killing a lady yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's he's he's man, that guy. Whew. Did he yeah. pass away in jail or? Yeah,
0: he so- he died yeah. a, he died of COVID actually.
2: Oh yeah. wow, yeah, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah. Phil. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so so uh, by the way, uh, quick quick question, because I, I always like mm-hmm. this because this is my question. I always ask somebody, hey, uh, you got to check out this band. You got to check out whoever. My my question sure. always is, if somebody's listening to this episode, hearing you for the first time, they don't know your stuff. Uh, what? what album or where would you go to tell them to like, what's what's the entry point for Reef?
2: Like, to be like, you listen to this first. That's very interesting. I would say <laughs> Feast or Famine. In uh, okay. 2000, 2005, that is officially my third album. It's my first official release. I put out two independently distributed uh, albums before that. Very sloppy, very raw, but good, good records. But mm-hmm. this was my first album where it was like, in the studio you know uh uh proper mixing you know really put together well um and uh it's the album that basically got things rolling for me um early in my career so i would say start there for sure he's mm-hmm. the family yeah and that's on all the you know streaming sites and whatnot yeah
1: yeah and uh like obviously you haven't been I'm assuming you haven't really been touring, no. obviously, the past year no. or so, right? I, like, you know, just no. like us, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you were on the road for a while. I mean, you've, lit- you've literally traveled the world doing yeah. this uh, all over Europe. And I know you have, like, a big fan base over in Amsterdam and other parts mm-hmm. of Europe, right? Like, w- mm-hmm. how did that come about? Was that just from the internet? Or, did, like, how did that come about? And, and tell me a little bit about the audiences over in Europe. Sure.
2: So yeah, um. First of all, I was just thinking about that today about the like what you just said. You like, I assume you haven't been anywhere, and I was just thinking about that today. Like, motherfucker, I, I, I was, I was walking through my South Philly neighborhood, just furious. Like, I need to get the fuck away from this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to get the fuck yeah. away from this nonsense. Yeah. Um. But but, uh, long story short, I, uh, after two thousand five, two thousand six, I started to get. Um, connected with a lot of different MCs that were touring. Mm -hmm. And one in particular was this gentleman named R. the Rugged Man. And he took me on my first European tour um, in, I want to say the fall of 06, maybe it was, yeah, fall of 06. And the uh, tour manager was a bald headed gentleman named Manu, who also went by DJ Illegal. Um, And basically this guy was a genius because he would tour manage DJ. And also he produced. So he was a one-stop shop over there. So he'd get up from the airport, take you to your show, DJ for you. Then on your day off, he'd take you to the studio where he'd have you record, beat, record on some of his beats, because obviously you're going to do that because he's a nice guy. Sure. And he's fucking driving you around Europe. And, Mind you, we called him the transporter because he would fucking, you know, he's on the Autobahn doing like, you know, little German man, very serious guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, this doesn't end with me in like a, you know, a, a drug deal going bad. Or <laughs> um, so this this guy uh, built, you know, his reputation and connections over the years, and he ended up uh, becoming a, a promoter himself and bookings towards himself for his group, the Snow Goons. Which was a group of DJs and producers, and, and they would bring out other people. We formed a bond instantly on that first tour um, because we were more the level-headed guys. Not to take away from anybody we were on tour with, but you right. know, yes. I think we were, um, you know what I mean. Like we we just kind of weren't with a lot of the, the nonsense, and so that was our bond. And he basically got me over there a couple times, and from there I met other promoters, and and it just so forth and so forth to where I was there two three times a year up until. December 2019, you know, yeah. um, and it's just I always tell people because it's like kind of like how it was in the 30s and 40s uh, in Europe with the jazz scene and things like that. It's like, you know, and this is where that true MC and all that stuff comes in. They like that stuff, right? Yeah. They yeah. like the the gritty, the, the guy that's, you know, he's he's under the spotlight and, and, you know, drenched in sweat, giving you his all. Yeah, that's the MC that they like. And I happen to fit that mold pretty well. So I was able to just get booked and get a lot of love over there. And it's very interesting, man. It's, 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 a um, it's a mind fuck because you, you know, and it's, but it's, it's great. It's humbling. Cause you go over there and you are the fucking man for two, three weeks. And then you come back home to Philadelphia international and they're just like, get out of the way, asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's a, I mean, I can't like, I can't explain it to people. You know, I can't explain the, 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 the instant like what just happened like i was just over in this other place where they really love me and they really support me and they were going nuts and were so happy i was there and then you know you come back to philly to play a show for you know 50 heads it's it's it's, it's very interesting but it's yeah it's the path i chose you know so yeah, that's great uh,
0: you see i mean you see that in what we do all the time like you'll sure. you'll i remember seeing um seeing a friend of mine open for bill burr at radio city music hall and then like a mm. week later we were at the same open mic like 11 <laughs> right. people but you're like but also yeah. that's that's somebody that doesn't fucking let up for a minute you know that's it's, it's like you just have to keep working on it it doesn't matter what you did yesterday
2: Yep, because nobody cares what you did yesterday, man. You know what I mean. And and it's it's also you just grateful for every opportunity that comes your way because one day this shit will be over and no one's gonna call. You know, so it's like I'm taking them while I can get them, man. Right. You know,
0: I think mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. I think I'm at yeah. the nobody's. <laughs> yes, I, th- I think I'm at the this shit has ended and nobody's calling. I just haven't figured it out yet.
2: Well, and it's I- a I thought, weird thing. I I've, I've, I've thought about that day. I've thought about that day, man, because I'm like, how does it this this like does it just hit you or does like someone have to put their arm around you and be like, listen, bud, you know, this is, (laughs) this is done now. Right. You know that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but then that's the thing too, because especially with, you know, I think we're all about the same age and it's Mm -hmm. uh, the, you, you know, you guys have your families and and it's, then you have a pandemic for two years that just kind of like really just stopped. So like you, like, it's like every other day, it's like a pivot of like, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do that now trying to figure out like, I'll always do like I know I'll always do stand up. I'll do stand up until I'm right. dead. But sure. it's sure. like am I going to have that huge HBO special or that whatever that huge following? Right. It's like right. what can I do with the skills that I have and like how do I sure. pivot into that that next thing, you know? Yeah. Do, have you yeah. I I know you talked about uh which is one of my favorite podcasts Philly Blunt uh uh mm-hmm. uh with you and and Greg and uh Johnny. um, Shout out to the boys? Yeah, uh in the Philly Blunt you hit uh you had said that your dream job would be a screenwriter because, and that's what you kind of, cause you were a writer and you know, mm-hmm, you, t- mm-hmm. you went you started at, uh, at the U arts, right. For, arts. uh, mm-hmm, for, for, for screenwriting. Is that something, have you ever like thought about other, ty- do you do any other type of writing besides, uh, yeah. what you're writing?
2: Sure. So I've, I've been trying to find different ways to implement the writing, um, and that it wouldn't. Okay. So here's the thing. Like when you were talking about that, you, you said, you know, like the next thing, yeah. So I've been teaching, I've been doing stuff like that because I still want to stay in that world where I'm 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 at least uh doing something I feel that's meaningful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and what you wanna... So basically like the Philadelphia Prevention Partnership has several different mentor type programs. Mm-hmm. I'm involved in about three of those. um, I'm working with Beyond the Bars, which is a a program affiliate that basically sets up studios all around the city. And we teach kids how to record themselves, how to write music, things like that. So so that type of stuff, you know what I mean? Like where it's like, it's work, but it doesn't feel like soul crushing, you know, because I had that that job for a while, you know, before I left to pursue music full time. Um basically I worked in the courthouse, the federal courthouse on 6th and Market in the file room and it was a sweet gig. If I have stayed there I'd be probably 20 years in now, 22 I'd, I'd have a nice sweet pension. But yep. man I went back I went back to visit like uh uh for someone's birthday party um and I just saw like a just you know a, a group of people that I knew when I was younger and they just looked broken and defeated. And at least we can say like we're still we still got a little life in us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. This motherfucker yeah. this motherfucker will beat you down, but we, we still got a little fight in us. Um so for me it's been about finding ways to utilize the talents that I have, but to, you know, try to earn a little bit more money on the side from, from to, to take up for the huge loss of the pandemic and not being able to make money the way we used to be able to. So I've been doing that. And um the writing comes in where helping write um programs or come up with Uh, uh, you know, lessons for the day, things we're going to talk about, things we're going to do. You know, I I was able to to put together workshops and things like that. Um, But I actually just got, um, for Christmas, um, uh, my, my lady got me a screenwriter thing, uh, app or whatever on my computer. Yeah, I'm actually going to look at it tomorrow. Um, I've, I've, I've got a bunch of books that I haven't really perused through. Mm-hmm. I feel like now's the time more than ever to really get back into that. So it's yeah. interesting you asked me about that because it's been on my mind heavily, especially as 40 was staring me down. Um, you know, I know I can't rap forever, but it can write forever. And, yeah. you know, um, even something as simple as, I looked into it and there's not a lot of books for uh, children who have autistic siblings, like my two other children, their right. older brother is, is autistic. Um, but there's not a lot of books that speak to that. They have books for autistic children, mm-hmm. you know, that type of stuff. Sure. So I've been thinking about writing something like that. Why Why nobody else has written it. Why don't Absolutely. I write it? You know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm, that, the brain is ticking in, Chip. Like the yep. brain is ticking in. I'm like, okay, this is kind of not winding down because I, like you said, I'll do it forever in, yep. in a certain capacity. But now it's time to start thinking about, you know, what's what's D- next. Diversify, absolutely. Diversify. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. So yeah. Uh,
1: when you uh, open that screenwriting software and you start looking at the books, I have an idea for you. Oh, I'm st- I'm st- stealing <laughs> I'm st- I'm stealing an idea from you. Uh, Okay. For you, because I was, I was, I was, I, I mean, I follow you on Twitter and I saw it the other day and I was scrolling through <laughs> two words for you. And I know Ken yeah. knows this name. He might not remember it right away. Uh, that you, I think you should write the movie because you even brought it up on Twitter Father Divine. I'm throwing oh, yeah. it out right
2: there. Dude, dude. Uh, that is like, do
1: I know yeah, how I mean, that is? Yes, you do tangentially <laughs> because you read the same book I did. I have it on my shelf here The Road to Jonestown. I'm a, oh, I'm a huge. Yeah. Huge love hate. I mean, uh, Jim Jones. You know, like Jonestown. Right, like, right. Re- there's a. Great did he? Book up.
2: Did he? He got his. Inf-
1: he got his influence from Father Divine, and literally, in when Father Divine died.
0: Oh, that's right. Do
1: you remember this? Yeah. So do you remember this now, Ken? Because I had kind of forgotten about it until you put up that video. So yeah, you, yeah. you obviously know who Jim Jones is, right? So yeah, Jim yeah, yeah. Jo- When Father Divine died in what, like the 60s? I forget when he died. Or mm-hmm. Whenever it was. Somewhere. Yeah. Jim Jones basically like first of all, like modeled a lot because like, and I mean, if you read this book, The Road to Jones, Jim Jones had a pretty great model. Like if you look at it at the beginning, you're like, mm-hmm. it's like racial equality and everybody's like cool. And like, you know, everybody's equal. Mm-hmm. And like you're like, Oh wow. This started as a really nice. He did situation. some cool, Yeah. He actually, he did some good things for Detroit. Really yeah, like, cool stuff. Yeah. Like right, just right, right. really cool stuff. And, and then of course it just obviously went off the rails, but he kind of modeled off of Father Divine. And then what he did was, When Father Divine passed away, his, which I think was his second wife, his widow, Jim Jones tried to make a play and basically he was 34 years old. So Jim Jones was 34 years old when Father Divine died. And he was basically saying like, look, I'm the year after Jesus died. So I'm kind of the reincarnation of Father Divine and basically tried to take his followers and be like, you're mine. A a few of them actually did go with him. A small number but he actually tried to like take over like he's like look shop's closed mm-hmm. I'm taking over now I mean just crazy shit but uh what by the, a, what by a the great way, story
0: I am uh I'm gonna if you die before me I'm doing that I'm gonna tell everybody
1: <laughs> that I am Chip
0: uh yeah. <laughs> Chantry <Chanchi> in reincarnated
1: <laughs> and
0: uh oh, okay. I'm taking your uh I'm taking your joke that I love
1: <laughs> oh yes, yeah, exactly. Thank you. I yeah, I, I I'll do I'll do it whenever you whenever you're in the room, Ken. But you yeah, can have it no. when I die, Ken. You can have that joke.
0: Yeah, Italian. that's what I'm doing. I took one of uh, Angelo Lazada's jokes when he died, with his permission. Oh, that's see, what I'm going to do. Maybe it. that's how I'll get my HBO special. Enough, enough, co- t- <laughs> enough comics will die. die that I'll be able to yeah. cobble together like a killer
1: yeah. hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I'm just going to see the headline: Rich Voss's breaks
2: cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how does the how does the HBO special happen? Like, what, does somebody just show up at a sh- an HBO like talent coordinator? Or you got to like send in a tape. Like, what? How does that work? Uh,
1: if I knew I wouldn't be sitting here with Ken right now, I'll <laughs> yeah, tell you that much. I hear you. I hear you. I hear
0: you. No, um,
1: I hear you. Um, it's, I, you know, there, and, 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 okay. And here's something I want to know too, because I bet you this, because obviously the music industry has changed over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. the, the, it, it changed like when, when ken and i started it was like you know you start out as, as an mc at a club or you know open mic and then you mc and then you move up to feature and then you sure. kind of stick with different clubs and like you sort of move right. up the ladder you get better you get yeah. bigger time and then you might get a tonight show spot or a conan spot and then mm-hmm. maybe comedy central puts you on the live at gotham and then maybe gives you a half hour and then you just kind of you get an agent and you go from there right yeah right. i think it's totally different now where it's like you instead of like producing people and developing people it's like you need to have your own audience i mean that's kind of why we started this podcast it's like you need a big podcast audience or a youtube following or a some sort of instagram you have to you
2: have to have it already already done right they don't want. there's no work for them to do they just want to come in and be like here you go you know what i mean how have you seen is is
1: that the same in in music or like how have you seen it change
2: i mean dude that you know you would you would go to people would go and do a, a performance in New York and, you know, there would be an A&R from a record label there and they would take them up the next day and sign them to a record deal. And then they're in the studio the next week with, you know, it's, now it's how many followers, how many sound scans, how many plays, who do you know? Who's your people? Who's your, ma- you know, it's not yeah. about, you know, and every once in a while you hear a story about, um, it's actually a Philly guy, Chris, uh, Christian Clancy. He um he's the guy that discovered uh, uh Tyler, Tyler the creator. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 did the 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 go and find the diamond in the rough, right? That's very rare to happen anymore. And um, you know, I I think social media has definitely helped a lot of of, of, of people. Um, but it is also just so fucking oversaturated, man. You yeah, know what I mean? mean. Like it, it it and it can be infuriating because it's like That's where I kind of get. I'm very, um, I'm very much one of those people that look. Whatever's supposed to happen for me is going to happen for me. I can. I'm going to put in as much work as I can. I'm going to do as much as I write by people. I'm I'm just going to. I'm going to. You can't cheat the grind, right? You can't cheat it. You got to go through it. But for me, it's like when I when I get a little disheartened or a little angry is when I see like, oh, you just put up a couple fucking videos and now you're. You know where a lot of people, myself included, have been working twenty years to get. Yeah, you didn't earn this. You're not going to be remembered in a year. Somebody else will take your place. But for the next year or two, you're going to be living large, and yeah. I hate you for it. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent.
1: You know, we nope. see that with like you know somebody who has a huge Instagram following or oh, YouTube following. And then don't
2: they get stu- don't get me started on that. Like yeah. the Instagram, like comedy. I. I don't. I, there's no. There's literally no one. And that's the thing is those guys can't do a fucking hour. No, you know, no. like they're they're no. doing thirty second clips. You but know what they, I mean? And like they they, can, they aren't funny.
0: They can sell tickets though. Yeah. So right, comedy right. clubs now right. are are putting them up because listen, comedy clubs got to do whatever they can. to Hang on, you can't you can't fault them, but they're putting whoever will put asses in seats on or, the stage. So there is there's i mean listen there's there's a, a, there's a good and bad side to that coin like the this yeah, with yeah. with people that you don't feel um have earned it you know and 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 they're oversaturated and there is that but then the, the other side of the coin is like you know what people figured out how to do it for themselves and i'm with sure. any anybody that figures out how to get around a gatekeeper i'm impressed sure. like i'm i'm like you know And anybody that's like, fuck the gatekeepers, I'm going to put this together myself. Sometimes I'm like, maybe instead of bitching about it, I should figure out how to- Do TikTok, but then I'm like, no, yeah. I, I but there, but then I'm like, no, I just I I can't, I just don't think I can. Like, right, I, right. when when the pandemic started, I remember seeing a comic put up like this whole diatribe about how Zoom is now the future of comedy, and and <laughs> and you you either have to get on the train or you're gonna get left behind. And I remember thinking, like, I, I think I'm okay getting left behind. Like if this is <laughs> if this is the future. I think right. I'm okay. Like I know that I can I can write stuff. I know that I could right. do a podcast. I know there's other ways right. to scratch right. that creative itch. I I just I think right. you have to have enough self awareness to be like sure. I, 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 that's not for me. And and maybe right. maybe I'm not going to be as big as I thought I was. You know when I was younger, but at, at yes. least at least I don't. You know at least I, I, I think I, what you try to say can I think. I'm, I think what
1: Ken is trying to say is at least he doesn't own a professional ultimate frisbee team. I think
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> at least, I think that's what you're saying. That doesn't that, sound bad. I'm like oh, I right. yeah. <laughs> I love I
2: love his tweets now, all like, Oh man, it'll be some it'll be like a picture of one of the the frisbee guys, he's like, Oh man, Todd Donger what a stud I saw, <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw that guy go 40 yards last night go way to go
0: way to go donger <laughs> uh todd donger sounds like a porn star yeah, there's no does. way that's a frisbee uh, dude. the, donger. No. But it's no, the no, donger i hear what you're saying man
2: i, I think like like i want to clarify that like i don't want to i don't want to come off as like the bitter old man. right no no, no right.
0: but there but there no, no, is no. that it's 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 no, natural no, no. i have it too you're like right, oh so this my,
2: fucking guy right. Yeah, this fucking guy that's the thing about it is like there's this fucking guy but then there's also oh that fucking guy who's like really good yeah and he he figured it out using the tiktoks and all yep. that that guy i can applaud and, and root for but like you said it's a self-awareness of like i don't necessarily know I, I i think that's that's stubborn and stupid but i can't yes. help it where it's yeah. like i just i'm gonna put out good work and i'm gonna do right by people and hope that i get the shots that i just i mean i I think you can't there's a certain ruthlessness that you kind of need to to maybe kick down that door a little bit there's a little bit of tenacity that i just maybe just don't have i just like making music and having fun and um you know doing my art and hoping people like it and not wanting to do all the extra bells and whistles but that's the stuff that you got to do you know especially now
1: you know absolutely absolutely um, well, th- this has been so much fun. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, yeah, it's all good, uh, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we just got to the, I think the basics is just, we are anti-professional ultimate Frisbee. And I, th- I think you, you finally <laughs> got to that, by the way, we make fun of that. Way to go, dogger. I, have you been to any games by the way, Reef? Have you been I went to,
2: to, I went to one and it was, it was a good time. I mean, it's I so much fun. Wine.
0: It's I, the like most said, fun.
2: I, I, when I went, he was DJing, so that was that was my show. Oh God, I mean? yeah, that's that's who <laughs> John, Johnny or Johnny yeah, yeah, you, next yeah, season, John, next Johnny. season,
1: Ken, you got to come. It's actually it's one of the most. It's because I'm not fun. a huge sports it's a guy. Time. It's so much it's fun uh, to it's go to go to the games. Yeah, it's a good um, time for sure. Uh, Reef, so real, real quick, where uh, first of all, where can people find you? Like, what's the best way to get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of your music?
2: Sure, yeah. So um, the best way to uh, get a hold of me is at Lost Cause, cause spelled with a Z, C A U Z E, on Twitter or uh, Instagram. I do have a Facebook fan page, but I'm like most people where I'm ba- barely on Facebook uh, these days. So definitely Instagram or Twitter. Um, uh, music wise, uh, you can find all my stuff on the streaming sites. Um, it's more lucrative for me if you go to reefthelostcause.bandcamp.com, my Bandcamp page. Uh, but I will not fault you if you want to take the easier route and just hit up that, you know, Spotify, Apple Music. I'm on all that jazz. And uh, yeah, you, I'm, 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 I'm very uh, happy to have talked with you guys tonight. You guys are awesome. And um, I, I thank you for letting me ramble on a little bit. No,
1: no, thank you so much. And uh we'd love to have you back sometime. If you, if you ever want to come and talk more or even if you have a favorite uh artist or weird story, yeah. I uh, we, be we on- would love Yeah. Yeah, I want to be on one
2: of the episodes where you talk about yeah. So yeah, so I'll, for sure. I'll keep, you, I'll keep you keep you posted, or I'll think of some names. Or it has to Definitely. be a story that kicks ass, though. You know. Yes.
1: Oh yeah. No, we'll we'll dig deep. We we have a couple of weird ones coming up. So but but yeah, if you ever come across one, hit, hit one of us up and just be like, I want to talk about this, and and we'll, okay. uh, we'll we'll jump on. Yeah. Sounds good. But uh, but 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 thank you so much uh, for doing this. And um, uh, do you have any shows coming? Do you have any live shows coming up? I know it's so weird right now.
2: Yeah, no, nah, nothing, man. I mean, we, we had some stuff that we were looking at for uh, March, April. But as of right now, people are hesitant to pull the trigger. So, yeah, um, I'm hoping to, to be at least doing something in the city, hopefully by by spring, early summer. So I will mm-hmm. keep, you know, all dates will be posted when they pop up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe ha- not, maybe half time
1: at it. a Philadelphia Phoenix game.
2: Hey, look, look, if the money's right, I'm there, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Ken, uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, Ken Krantz comic or follow uh, the show at rock and roll pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just at Chip Chantry on Twitter and
1: Instagram. Uh, and yeah. And again, uh, rock, at rock and roll pod, uh, join us. And uh, we would love for you to, uh, if, if, if you liked us, uh, subscribe to us and uh review rate and review the uh the show that really helps people find us a little bit easier uh but but Reef, thank you so much uh for coming on tonight and uh we hope you enjoyed it and we definitely have to have you back
0: uh sometime but uh for sure thank you so much yeah
2: thank you my friend